Welcome to the New York Lucis Trust Full Moon Meditation Meeting. Each month we work together as a group to contact, hold, and distribute spiritual energy in the service of humanity and all life forms. To receive announcements for our meetings, please email us at newyork at lucistrust.org, L-U-C-I-S-T-R-U-S-T dot org. Good afternoon, friends. Uh, thank you for coming out on this really cold day <laughs> on New Year's Day to the Festival of Capricorn. Um, we know that the group is much bigger than us, um, and it's much bigger than the people we can count on the Internet. The group, uh, uh, because we're energetically connected to all those who love and serve, as well as to the vast group of world servers in and out of incarnation. It seems auspicious to begin the new year with the Festival of Capricorn, as today, January 1st, is celebrated as New Year's Day in the West, a public holiday. New Year's Day is a symbolic new beginning for most people. New Year's resolutions and promises are made to be better, to perform acts that, that will be more noble, less selfish, and so on. For esotericists, though, the festivals of the full moon are monthly holy days. During the five-day period of the full moon, we are more easily able to receive and circulate the energies emanating from the spiritual hierarchy and increasingly from Shambhala. The full moon presents the opportunity to directly participate in the reception of the extraplanetary energies of redemption and restoration and aids us in channeling and radiating these energies for the benefit of all. At the time of the full moon, <coughs> excuse me, we are able to work more directly with the spiritual hierarchy. The spiritual upliftment of humanity is our work, and on this New Year's Day, we can resolve to renew our sense of purpose and deepen our participation in the divine plan. The winter solstice marks the beginning of the sun moving through Capricorn, and in the northern hemisphere, it is the period of the longest darkness. It is also the beginning of the annual inbreathing cycle, the three-month period when symbolically the life forces begin to draw inward and upward toward the source. It is said that this is the time when the hierarchy begins to make its plans for the coming higher interlude and the peak of the spiritual year at Waysak. For humanity, it is a time of taking stock of where we are and what we think are the next steps ahead. The promise of the goal-oriented oriented Sagittarian is fulfilled in Capricorn when the disciple has succeeded in leaving behind the ways of materialism and has become completely fused with the soul, permitting direct co and conscious contact with the threefold energies of the spiritual triad, Atma, Buddhi, and Manas. The exact time of the full moon occurs this evening at 9.25, so we are well within the time when the full moon energies are the most potent. Together, we are preparing ourselves for an act of service on behalf of humanity as a whole. With this in mind, let us take a moment to consider the power of the triple energies of the soul and open ourselves to the possibility of expressing their living reality. We will have a moment of silence to focus ourselves on the work and then say together the affirmation of the disciple.
I am a point of light within a greater light. I am a strand of loving energy within the stream of love divine. I am a point of sacrificial fire focused within the fiery will of God, and thus I stand. I am a way by which men may achieve. I am a source of strength enabling them to stand. I am a beam of light shining upon their way, and thus I stand. And standing thus revolve, and tread this way the ways of men, and know the ways of God, and thus I stand. Capricorn represents the deepest point of material concretization and is the most earthy of the earth signs. Because in the northern hemisphere, the period of Capricorn takes place during the darkest time of the calendar year, it suggests the involutionary path, the life force going deeper and deeper into substance and density, into destruction, darkness, and death. Capricorn holds in itself the seeds of death, DK says. And this is not the death of the physical body leading to liberation, but the imprisonment of the soul in matter. Consequently, Capricorn is related to the first kingdom, the mineral kingdom, which is the densest form of consciousness. It is impossible for us to imagine the consciousness of the mineral kingdom, and yet we are told in terms of consciousness that there are three stages in the evolutionary processes of the mineral kingdom which correspond to the stages of animal consciousness, of self-consciousness, and of the radiant group consciousness of the soul. The life cycle and outer expression of these stages manifest as simple rocks and static minerals, progressing through the precious metals such as silver and gold, onto crystals and semi-precious and precious gemstones, then finally to radioactive substances such as uranium and radium the ultimate and most advanced stage of mineral consciousness, and that which corresponds to the group consciousness of the soul. These stages progress through the agency of fire, but at such a slow speed and over such vast amount of time, we have no way of perceiving it. No one can deny the beauty, color, and radiance of precious stones, especially the diamond, created through fire and pressure from simple carbon over countless years. The adage, God geometrizes, is obvious when examining the structure of crystals, so obviously six-sided. Scattered throughout the teachings are references to the hierarchical conclave of 1425, when great changes were implemented in humanity. And since the Middle Ages, the mineral kingdom has come under human control. This can clearly be seen through our manipulation of metals and gemstones, and especially since the 19th century through the extensive mining of coal and the discovery of oil and its wide-ranging uses. 
humanity is occultly interfering with the evolution of the first kingdom, the ultimate results of which we cannot predict. From a human perspective, great progress was made during the Industrial Revolution. The rate of travel sped up beyond current imagination. Great advances were made in building technology, in raising the level of comfort of the average person, and through the invention of, the, of machines that could do much of the arduous work that human beings were doing. One liter of oil is roughly the equivalent to five weeks of hard human labor. We should have gr deep gratitude to the mineral kingdom for the energy and beauty its ancient forms have provided. Oil is actually ancient sunlight, captured millions of years ago by plants and transformed in the earth. Conversely, the mineral kingdom has caused great destruction in humanity and at the direction of humanity, mostly through the use of the weapons of war, bombs, guns, swords, and knives, poisonous chemicals, and now heavy metals going into the atmosphere in the form of air pollution. Carbon is very much on the minds of humanity these days as the issue of climate change becomes more urgent, especially after the recent superstorms that devastated parts of Houston, Puerto Rico, Florida, the fires in California, and other storms around the world. Carbon dioxide in the atmosphere has now reached 410 parts per million, a number well above the estimated level of 350 parts per million suggested to be the optimal amount to prevent catastrophic earth changes. Scientists are studying where the greatest sea level rises will be now that it is fact that certain great ice sheets are melting. Because of the wobble of the Earth and the gravitational fields created by these great vast areas of land ice, sea level rise won't be a uniform number of inches or feet around the globe, but will be localized in predictable places. Through these predictions, people will have time to prepare for the inevitable flooding. Many regard carbon as an enemy that must be conquered. And it is true that too much of it in the environment in the form of air or water pollution is dangerous. But in fact, carbon is the basis of all organic life and is the fourth most abundant element in the universe. It was always thought that carbon could not be magnetized. But as discussed in the article, Building the Carbon Temple, in the Electric Bridge section of the Lucis Trust website, science has recently been able to magnetize carbon at room temperature a discovery that holds great promise for the future. The article also states, quote, all of this work with carbon is evoking the great life that manifests itself through this element with undreamt of consequences for the future. Even now, the electromagnetic waves that permeate the ethers through communication networks are having a tremendous effect on the mineral essence of the planet, accelerating its evolution and making it more adaptable to future human use. As carbon is rendered magnetic at room temperature, it enters the field of electronics on a vast scale this can only intensify. We are witnessing the spiritual electrification of the entire world with corresponding changes in the human organism. All kingdoms in nature are destined to undergo initiation. For the mineral, the peak experience is to become radioactive, a beautiful and divinely perfected expression after having gone through a process of transmutation by fire over countless eons. 
Humanity is also destined to become radioactive and will eventually comprehend the inner meaning of radioactivity or the setting loose of the power inherent in all elements and all atoms of chemistry and in all true minerals. D.K. suggested that when humanity discovered how to release the power in the atom, it would set men free, and this in itself symbolizes a kind of initiation. The third initiation for humanity, the unification of the personality with the soul, could roughly correspond to the process of transmutation in the mineral kingdom. The lower nature is free from the pull of matter and is no longer held by the bonds of earth. At the third initiation, the initiation of transfiguration, the power of the soul is released from captivity in the three worlds and the wide and inclusive perspective of the view from the mountaintop is achieved. The initiate then knows the secret of the hidden glory, from the secret, the secret of the soul itself. All forms are seen as simply appearances, and the hidden glory reveals the unity of all the evolutionary processes of life. D.K. has predicted that eventually, science will discover the reality of the soul, and the ongoing discoveries about the principles of fire and radioactivity indicate we may be getting closer to this revelation. We read in Treatise on Cosmic Fire, when the subject of radiation is more completely comprehended, it will be found that it demonstrates one more instance of the unity of all life and furnishes one more corroborative indication of the synthetic nature of the entire evolutionary process. In every instance, that which radiates from each kingdom of nature is one and the same. The radioactive human being is the same in nature as the radioactive mineral. In every case, it is the central positive life the electric spark, or that which is its correspondence, which radiates. The soul's journey to the mountain of initiation is long, and from the form nature's perspective, difficult. Countless lives of imprisonment in matter have made no difference to the soul, which patiently waits for its reflection to recognize the spark of divinity within, the hidden jewel. Once this recognition has taken place, the incarnated self's long, slow climb begins as it struggles to free itself from the attraction of matter. The perseverance and steadfastness of Capricorn gradually pull the lower self up toward the growing soul light until the summit is reached. The initiating personality has succeeded in dispelling glamour and illusion via the searchlight of the soul, and the vision from the mountain is clear and unobstructed. He has transmuted the lower into the higher, just as the mineral has transmuted itself into a radiant and vibrant gem. The initiate becomes suffused with supernal light. It is said that when the initiate stands on the mountaintop of Capricorn and is experiencing the transfiguration initiation, he is given a vision of the interlocking energies of the twelve constellations and their many weaving lines which appear as rivers and streams of light. If one had etheric vision, this image might also describe the effect of the radiation streaming forth from the initiate to whom the secret of the soul has been given. He has now become radioactive, the centers whirling with radiant and scintillating light, vibrating in response to the energies of the cosmos. 
He stands ready to bring this vision to humanity in service. He has transformed his own nature and is learning how to manipulate the energy currents. He has passed through the doorway into life of those who know not death and can now descend the mountain and become the world server in Aquarius, radiating the supernal light, pulsing with increased radioactivity and buddhic energy, magnetically affecting and stimulating the spiritual center in the hearts of others. There is no doubt that in the last few hundred years, the pace of life has increased significantly. According to a recent article in the journal Science, human evolution has sped up in the last 40,000 years and become 100 times faster in the past 5,000 years alone. Researchers who have been studying the human genome have found that evolution has accelerated in 1,800 genes, about 7% of the whole, according to a study made by American paleoanthropologist Henry Harpending. Also, with an increase in human population, the diversity of the human gene pool has increased, so we are actually becoming more, not less diverse. We know that the pace of spiritual growth has sped up through the centuries and that more and more disciples are experiencing initiation more rapidly. The hierarchy has had to change its methods to keep up with human evolution. Everything is speeding up and all lives are vibrating at ever-increasing rates. We are rapidly freeing ourselves from materialism and materialistic thinking and recognizing that all life and all forms are simply energy vibrating at different rates of speed. There is always disruption accompanying the period during the change of ray energies, such as we are undergoing at this time. And Capricorn is particularly significant now because it is producing the moment of crisis in this world cycle. For the mineral kingdom, we are told, it is a crisis of destruction, but for humanity, a crisis of initiation. It is interesting to note, then, that according to the website called spaceweather.com, the atmospheric radiation is increasing due to the activity of the sun, which is allowing more cosmic radiation to reach the solar system. Scientists are discovering what esotericists have always known, that the Earth is continually bombarded with cosmic energy from extraplanetary sources. DK predicts that a tremendous event is imminent. A great revelation is about to occur and that the hierarchy will take advantage of the time and the energy to bring about certain events which will work out primarily in the human kingdom, but which will also be seen as force regeneration in the mineral kingdom. We are also getting closer to the externalization of the ashrams and the reappearance of the Christ, the latter event to be decided in seven short years at the hierarchical conclave of 2025. It is no wonder then that all of humanity feels a disruption and a great stimulation. As we move into this time of great revelation and sense the implications of this tremendous event, let us imaginatively stand together with our vast and luminous group on the mountaintop of achievement, radiating light, love, and power to the whole human race. Let us see ourselves stretching out our hands in service, receiving cosmic energy and distributing it. Let us walk together down the mountain to serve as Aquarius indicates. 
Oops. Good. Keynote of the full moon approach to the hierarchy. He who faces the light and stands within its radiance is blinded to the issues of the world of men. He passes on the lighted way to the great center of absorption. But he who feels the urge to pass that way, yet loves his brother on the darkened path, revolves upon the pedestal of light and turns the other way. He faces towards the dark, and then the seven points of light within himself transmit the outward streaming light, and lo, the face of those upon the darkened way receives that light. For them, the way is not so dark. Behind the warriors, twixt the light and dark, blazes the light of hierarchy. Meditation, letting in the light. Group fusion. We affirm the fact of group fusion and integration within the heart center of the group of world servers mediating between hierarchy and humanity. I am one with my group brothers, and all that I have is theirs. May the love which is in my soul pour forth to them. May the strength which is in me, lift and aid them. May the thoughts which my soul creates reach and encourage them. Alignment. We project a line of lighted energy towards the spiritual hierarchy of the planet, the planetary heart, the great ashram of Sanat Kumara, and towards the Christ at the heart of hierarchy.
Extend the line of light towards Shambhala, the center where the will of God is known. Higher interlude. Hold the contemplative mind open to the extraplanetary energies streaming into Shambhala and radiated through hierarchy. Using the creative imagination, endeavor to see the three planetary centers, Shambhala, hierarchy, and humanity, gradually coming into alignment and interplay.
Meditation. The key thought for Capricorn. Lost am I in light supernal, yet on that light I turn my back.
precipitation. Using the creative imagination, visualize the energies of light, love, and the will to good pouring throughout the planet and becoming anchored on Earth in prepared physical plane centers through which the plan can manifest. Use the sixfold progression of divine love as the sequence of energy precipitation. Shambhala, hierarchy, the Christ, the group of world servers, men and women of goodwill everywhere in the world, physical centers of distribution. lower interlude. Refocus the consciousness as a group within the periphery of the great ashram. Together sound the affirmation. In the center of all love I stand. From that center I, the soul, will outward move. From that center, I, the one who serves, will work. May the love of the divine self be shed abroad in my heart, through my group, and throughout the world. Visualize the downpouring spiritual inflow released from Shambhala through the hierarchy 
and streaming into humanity through the prepared channel. Consider how these inpouring energies are establishing the pathway of light for the coming world teacher, the Christ.
distribution. As the great invocation is sounded, visualize the outpouring of light and love and power from the spiritual hierarchy through the five planetary inlets, London, Darjeeling, New York, Geneva, Tokyo, irradiating the consciousness of the whole human race. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into the minds of men. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into the hearts of men. May Christ return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide the little wills of men. The purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the race of men, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Thank you, everybody, for coming. And the next full moon meeting is here Tuesday, January 30th at 6.30. Uh, the next new moon meeting is Tuesday, January 16th at 6 o'clock. So hope to see you. And the one in January is probably going to be the last one in this room 
before because we're moving to UN Plaza. Happy New Year. Thank you for your participation in this group service. Please join us again next month. To receive announcements for our meetings, please email us at newyork at lucistrust.org.